SAFM. 36 after 4 a.m. We're stepping into the wellness corner and this morning we are looking at the importance of resting. Now in our wellness corner this morning we talk about the importance of resting and what it means to truly rest. Is that something you struggle with? Do we have the correct definitions? Do we fully understand the conversation around rest? And joining us this morning is author, leader and intuitive health coach uh the likes of nikki robotham how are you doing this morning nikki very good in yourself thanks so much for having me on i am excited because i think this is a pivotal point for me personally i think we have conversations around rest but we never truly understand what it is to rest and i think i want us to start the conversation there what is rest well i think i'm going to start with the statement for me that you know, really is the pivotal point of it all, which is that rest is one of the most productive things that we can do. Because too often we think that rest is a luxury or something we'll get to, almost like another thing on our to-do list. And we use that downtime that we have, whether it be at the end of our day, our weekends or our holidays, to to keep busy, to get to that to-do list that we is going to be never-ending. And we keep chasing things we think we have to do, but we don't allow that time and that space to actually slow down and recover. And for me, it's rest is that pivotal time where we actually get to recover and regenerate. And often people think rest means sleep or having a nap. And I yes. think a lot of people have a have a bit of a stigma around that, but it's, yes. it's both an active and a passive thing. It can be time on the couch just chilling it can be, you know, time having a bit of a sleep in on a weekend from that side of things. But it can also be doing a time to, to do the things that light you up, to create that space, to actually allow your brain to, to just, you know, regenerate and bring all of those thoughts through, those unconscious thoughts that we've had processing in the background into that conscious space. I often refer to rest as that limbic space that allows us to bring the two the conscious and the unconscious thoughts together and really allow us to come back better, far more creative than we were before we decided to slow down and rest. I think as you were speaking, I realized that um, for the most part, I am part of the majority percentage that thinks rest is sleep, firstly, or doing nothing. And secondly, I questioned in my mind, how do I know that I'm resting? What are the signs that give me um, the fully-fledged idea and solution to uh, the concept of rest? Well, you know, the interesting comment that you made there on how do I know that I'm resting, I think is, you know, you're not alone in that. There are so many people who think, you know, we have to keep being busy. It's that addiction to being always on, as I call it. You know, the hamster wheel, if we keep doing and we keep um, getting things done, we're going to be more productive. But, you know, that rest time, it's actually when we get lit up. It's actually when we can feel our bodies start to exhale. You know what it's like when you can just actually feel your body start to, almost it has that yawn effect on your body where it's starting to say, oh, she's slowing down. Mm. And I mean, just yesterday, I was doing a paint by numbers, um, you know, a piece of art. 
not something I normally do. But I was having so much fun. I was enjoying it. I'm not thinking that I'm going to be Picasso or anything fancy. Yes. But it, I could just feel my brain working in a very different way. I was busy with my hands, not sitting at a laptop. And your brain starts to spark in different ways. But it also allows our nervous system that time and that space to move back into that rest and digest mode, which allows us to recover. Um, too often, if we're staying in that busy, always-on kind of state, you know, that's where we're staying in that fight or flight, stress type mode. You know, flushing our bodies with stress hormones. And we don't allow our bodies that time to, to really recover, to be able to restore our brain processes, to heal. Um, and we can feel it in our energy. You know, it's almost like we yes. get excited once we've rested to come back and do something different. We've got new solutions to things. But I often think there has been, you know, a very big focus on doing more, mm. whereas I believe that we need to get the balance right and we need to remember to be more for ourselves and for everyone else in our lives, um, just as much as we do more. And that talks to the kind of person that we are. And we can only really show up as our full selves if we've had that balance that flows within our day and, and within our lives to be able to bring, come back and rest. But you'll feel it in your energy. You'll feel it in your body. You won't feel so stressed out and strung up, whether you know it or not. Mm. Most people are holding their breath most of the time. That is very true. <laughs> that is very <laughs> true. And I think the one thing that I realized <laughs> is that sometimes you are fueled by stress. And the adrenaline yeah. rush that you get through stress is what keeps yeah. you going to do mm-hmm. most of the things. Now, Nikki, you've written a book uh, titled Seven Steps to Finding Flow. And this is essentially a guide to lighten the load that stress places on us. In, and I, I don't want you to, to give us the whole book, but I would really like a chunk of it right now. Um, in your own opinion, how would we then... Um, take it upon ourselves and I say this in our own personal space in our own environment to begin to implement these steps that you will now share with us so for me and and to your point I want to give you the the whole book one of the most important things and and this is actually one of my seven steps is I reframe rest Um, and I do have a whole chapter on sleep but I reframe rest as a pause for potency Mm. it's how we come back better it's how we, we really start to create these spaces. And to your point around how do we do this practically, it's as simple as starting small. Do we put a full stop at the end of our day where we put our devices down, where we say, I'm not going to talk about work or my to-do list or anything else, and I'm just going to be fully present. If we can connect into the moments that we have in our lives by taking two or three deep breaths and just focusing where you are right now, Our biggest problem is that we're always thinking four steps ahead. What do I have to do next? Where am I going to next? Rather than just actually sitting and being present. And, you know, I think that creates so much anxiety within our lives. And also, you know, it doesn't support our relationships because Mm. we're not present in the moment. I mean, yesterday when I was painting, it was just the most fun because I was so present. I had to be. I had to color within the lines. Or oh, I couldn't show not to. But to your point, you know, when we're sitting with someone, whether it be one of our children, a loved one at a restaurant, let's just be in those moments. That will take so much of that anxiety out. If, we, if we're always thinking about what's next, where do I have to get to? And I know that life happens. But I often say to people, just take those three breaths. Put your phone away. And be in the moment. 
I was at a retreat recently in the Cedarburg, and it opened with the sentence, Welcome to Now. And I just oh. got goosebumps because it reminded me of how to be absolutely present right now, knowing that, you know, I'm enough right now. I don't have to strive and keep pushing. You know, that seems to be a narrative. That's a legacy narrative within our ecosystems. But we have to get more and more present. That, for me, is one of the most critical things. When we get present in the moment, our bodies exhale. It doesn't have that anxiety around what next. But also we get to enjoy it and we find opportunities for play and love and laughter. So for me, getting present, tuning into our breath and what we're doing right now and creating those delineations in our day, like a full stop at the end of the day or time off on a weekend to just do something fun. That for me is one of the best things we can do for ourselves. Sure. I want to challenge that a little bit. Mm. So apart from um, us proactively choosing rest over uh, the chaotic nature of our daily living, we have devices such as your cell phone. It's built for you to focus on your screen, the lighting used, the style, the coloring. All of this is built to attract you. So not only are you fighting the urge, but you're fighting a marketing tool and strategy, you know, that is designed to keep you locked in. Social media is designed to keep you locked in as well. And so is the build of all uh, the technology around us. How do we pull away, proactively pull away from that? So I think there's a couple of um, lenses to that so because I was absolutely in that, that mode four years ago. But mm. I thought it served me. And I realized that I was actually giving up my personal power to a device that I held in my hands. Mm. And I then realized that, you know, it's the stories we tell ourselves about our stress, that we have to be available, that we have to be in contact, that we have to be always on. And I use always on deliberately because that talks about social media component. Yes. But, you know, if we, we stand in our own personal power and say, I get one precious life. How do I want to live this? How do I want it to feel rather than what are the accolades and the tick boxes that I want to go after? And if I want my life to feel more useful, to have more flow, and for me to be more present with my family, because if the last three years have taught us anything, that life is short, so we need to make the most of it. You know, we own those devices. They don't own us. Mm. We can give up our power to an algorithm and a, a marketing device, but Put it this way, I've turned off most of the notifications on my phone. Um, I always say I'm not a heart surgeon. No one will die. I check in. I've never missed anything because I check in regularly, but it's my choice. It's like you flip the dynamic around. You say, I'm going to go and check right now. There's an ownership component to that. And you put the phone down when you need to. But I think it all starts, and that's really a cornerstone of my book. It talks to what is the story that you're telling yourself about your stress. And really taking the time to ask yourself if it serves you. I thought it served me for so long. I was chasing those gold stars of validation outside of myself. And when I actually realized that the only gold star I needed was actually for myself. Am I doing a good job for me? And I think, so since I've actually published that first book, my second book has just come out a month ago called Embrace Your Elegant Power, Your Path to Success to Ease. And it really talks about how do we take that power back for ourselves? How do we stay centered in our self-worth and start to trust ourselves again? Um, And for me, it's the level up to that first book, which really talks about, you know, the fact that we have the power within our lives um, and we can't be beholden to a device. Um, Otherwise, we are going to keep chasing everyone else's past, everyone else's, 
you know, to-do lists. We don't hold the power and set the boundaries for our lives, um, which for me is so pivotal with a device. Um, we have so many ways to be able to set those boundaries for ourselves now, whether it be sleep mode, do not disturb, which notifications we want on, screen time. So I think a lot of the, the mobile um, device manufacturers have heard people exactly to your point, mm. but we've got to really take that ownership and question whether or not staying hooked in and a slave to a device actually serves us. Mm. I feel like you spoke right to my heart simply because I find myself switching off uh, the do not disturb button once. I've set it for it to be on. Nevertheless, that's not the conversation right now. Uh, we are out of time. How can people get a hold of your content? Because I feel as though this conversation continues and we find it in your books and your social media. So essentially, how can people get a hold of you and your books and your content? Perfect. Um, on Instagram at Mickey Robotham. That's R-O-W-B-O-T-H-A-M. And also my website, NikkiRobotham.com. Those are the two easiest places with all of the links for everything. Um, both my books are available in all good bookstores, Amazon, Kindle, Audio, or on my website as well. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Nikki, for your time. Thank you. Have a fabulous morning and hope there's some rest built.